Thank you, Brian. And I got to apologize. My voice is a little bit shitty right now. Uh, and I, I'd also like this podcast because I can actually use my real language and I don't have to censor myself. So I very much appreciate that. I've always been a closet fan of, of this ain't Iowa. And so I'm, I'm happy to do this, even though you guys are compensating me greatly for my time and my efforts. Anyway, I'm supposed to read this uh, disclaimer before I get started. So here we go, bear with me. So the following opinions and statements, comments, are not those of TAI hosts, do not reflect the opinions of TAI hosts and TAI management or KUNT radio. So in other words, cancelers, go fuck yourselves. Because TAI is covered now because of this disclaimer. Now, on to the show here. Now, my name is Spoonie Kiper Jr. Many of you know me from my work on other networks. Uh, I, I do draft. I'm a specialist in draft analyst analysis, and uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna provide some draft analysis on the potential draftees for the TEI teams that are gonna be headed into the mega the circa millions contest uh, this year. So, without further ado, let's get into the. We're gonna go from the the worst odds uh, for the number one draft pick to the best. Uh, we're going to start from bottom to the top. We were going to do the coaches first, but uh, as it turns out, some of the information in the coaches' uh, bios may may disclose the uh, the the mystery participant, and we want to keep that as a, a secret until until that participant's bio is actually read. So here we go. the The lowest possibility of being drafted number one is Tony, also known as St. Maul's. Tony has a has a strong has strongly has continually shown himself as a strong competitor in the Sorry for Your Luck poker games. Even be able to being able to recently overcome an eighteen thousand to two thousand chip disadvantage uh, to to overcome and win that tournament when it got head to head. Very impressive. Uh, it was against Spoon, so uh, not so impressive there, maybe, but uh, still, still pretty impressive to overcome that kind of deficit. Pretty solid bluffer, and it's very difficult to read in these poker games. As far as his football knowledge, I don't know. We'll catch on that a little bit later. He showed some real determination in his recent weight loss, uh, dropping some, several stone, or whatever the fuck, measurement they use down in Australia to, to measure weight. So congrats to him for that continued resilience and, and losing that weight. That's That's got to be feel good to the man. Now for the negatives. He's, uh, he's, he's known, he's known uh, for his, his participation in a bed breakage incident uh, where he was getting ready to to engage in some vaginal coitus at a, at a Nevada brothel. Uh, somehow sat on the bed, got him trying to get himself positioned, and the bed fucking broke. So my man had to fix it, help, the, help his lady fix the bed, and they were troopers. They continued on with the activity, and apparently it went well. Maybe not for her. 
Another negative maybe the man has is he was a victim of a strip club incident where he had to had to endure a dicky laden old an old dicky laden stripper's lap dances for at least probably five or six songs uh, as guys just kept feeding her money to perform and St. Maul's just had to sit there and take it all and and it's probably still traumatized to this day because of that incident. So his inability to get out of that maybe shows a shows a weakness there, but his resilience in battling through it was was a good you know shows shows some stones there. Now, the man did take the, the Spoonerlick test, which is a test we give to all the potential draftees. Um, he, uh, it's it's kind of to rate their football competency and you know an ability to make certain decisions. Uh, all football-related questions, you do get five points for putting your name in correctly. So, but St. Maul's, I don't know, man. The dude. Maybe maybe took it when he was drunk. I don't know. Maybe maybe some of the the, the translations into into English to Aussie uh, language or whatever Aussie terms uh, weren't clear to him. But motherfucker scored an eighty, and that's not very good. So uh, considering the possibility is two eighty five. So um, that's kind of why he's he's down on the list as far as potential draftees. Now, if, you, if he's drafted as a backup, now I forgot to mention, uh, he and the next uh, potential draftee are listed as backups, so it's kind of, might be difficult to, uh, to gauge that, but uh, they will be, they're not part of the original competition, these guys are just backups, so I did forget to mention that. But if, if he's drafted, St. Maul's is drafted, uh, the time difference could be a killer for him, it's hard to say whether he's going to be able to adjust, but hey, man, maybe that's a maybe that's a bonus since he's uh, you know 16, 17 hours in the future uh, there in Australia. So maybe he'll know about some of the injuries and and all this shit before before it hits the news hits the states. The dude could possibly confuse his Aussie football football rules with the NFL rules, so that could be a, a big problem there. Uh, if he's unable to distinguish the two, I don't know if the two seasons run simultaneously together. Uh, but but yeah, if he's with the time difference and everything, he may have a hard time keeping up on the NFL. So he may not be the best backup to pick, but that's why he's ranked last. All in all, dude has shown a lot of resilience in his life. All the stuff he's overcome, uh, you know, fixing a whore's bed, enduring the dinky stripper. Dude is, dude is one tough dude. We didn't really give him a grade because didn't want to embarrass the man. The next uh, potential prospect is Hawkeye Brad. Now, he's got a, a big problem in that he can only, uh, he, can't pro he can't participate as per the, the fucked up NCAA rules. So he's just going to be a, be a, like a, possible consultant uh the man can serve as a as a trainer for any team either one of the teams that, that possibly needs it for an injury if a person gets a participant gets an injury 
you know, cheering on their, their pick, jumping up off their recliner and pulls a hammy or something, man, will be there. The dude is a superb athlete and has been has been a complete freak in starring for the starring for the start the team sorry for the luck wiffle ball team and is a big reason for their continued uh, undefeated record. Hawkeye was was effectively given the name Spider Monkey since he's very proficient at climbing walls and stealing the dreams and hopes of opponents with their stealing their home runs. So. That's a that's a sad, sad day if you're playing that man because he goes up and thieves away. Hawkeye is always a guy. Is also a guy that if if you have a box of sex toys in your back of your car, he's just the man to go through it. Dude is very proficient at, at sifting through the those sex toys and determining which ones are are the most useful. So if you have a need for that, he's your man. Dude scored very well on the on the Spoonder Lick test. Uh, even took the test during the Sorry for Your Luck poker game. Uh, some of these other guys actually did the same thing, and that might be their excuse for scoring low, but Hawkeye, man, he scored a, a respectable 240. Negatives. Seems to uh, enjoy edibles way too fucking much. As players in the Sorry for Your Luck poker tournament, uh, the poker game every week, seem to say that say that he seems to just be always just higher than a kite. He plays poker well still, but man, guy's got the munchies always munching on shit. Uh, you know, my, that noise coming through the microphone kind of disturbs the game. But the man, the man seems to have an issue, but. It, Hey, if it works for him, it works for him. Uh, he's usually a winner in the game, but sometimes he's a loser, so hard to say whether the edibles are helping him or not. Dude is also way too handsome of a gentleman to be left alone with any wife that you, any man's wife, and he's he's likely likely to charm charm him in such a way that they'll be completely completely smitten with him with him from that point. So wives of any guys on the teams, team that he's assigned to or drafted by, watch out. Definitely seems like a lot of upside potential for this guy. And but like drafting a kicker, you don't want to draft it very high because he can't he can't really help you out unless unless uh, it's a desperate situation. Okay, so the next uh, potential draftee is actually a team. Uh, composed of two different, well, actually three, because one of the motherfuckers has a split personality with two alter egos. So, uh, I'm going to start in the first one. His name is Patch 406, uh, six two and a quarter, inches 235 pounds, 675, 40 time out of the University of Montana, the, just the Harvard, Harvard of the West, multiple degrees, too many to mention here. This 50-year-old, 51-year-old has been betting on sports since the age of 10, so he's got a lot of experience betting sports. Whether he's any good at it or not, who knows, but he's got the experience. His most notab notable accomplishments, 1988 time trial champ in the Montana 
version of the Tour de France. Or some bullshit. Rubik's Cube division winner for the eight and nine-year-olds. Even got his name in the paper for that. Hard to say if it was just a participation trophy or if he actually competed against another another child or, or what. Stellar player coach GM for the Sorry for Your Luck Wiffleball team. Undefeated record, not even contested in any of their games. So he's, he's shown leadership there, which could be a big, big plus to either one of these teams. Proficiency and skill in that GM coach role gave him the knowledge of what what it needs, what it takes to be a champion. So that could also be a negative, though. Uh, I'll touch on that in a little bit. Numerous bracelets won in, in smaller poker tournaments. Uh, too many to list here. Also a usual winner in the weekly Sorry for Your Luck poker game. Uh, usually always always is on the winner's list for the night. Uh, so congrats to him there. Definitely got poker chops. Negatives. Now the number one uh, consensus is that the man seems very easily tilted. Uh, there was an episode, maybe the TAIers can remember, uh, back in 09 or the tag kind of 09, maybe maybe 10. Uh, there was a lot of planning going on. A dude, dude was getting very pissed because he was thinking he was missing out on some money or something, uh, some cut. That was, that was getting kicked back by Bally's. Uh, not really sure what went on there, but there was a whole stink about it, and Patch was right in the middle of it uh, because of his tilting. So I don't know. That could be a very negative thing if he goes on tilt against a coach or another another player because of picks submitted or picks that were chosen to be submitted to the contest. So that that could be a huge red flag for this this man and and part of the sorry for your luck team. Because of his, as mentioned above, he's uh, previously he's got a uh, stellar coaching record. Uh, that could pose a problem because he's most likely going to scrutinize every fucking thing that his coach does uh, and, and probably going to think he can do it better. So that's why I think the odds are if Coach Movobes drafts him, it's going to not turn out well and very likely a mutiny is going to happen well before the season even starts. The man has also been known to completely lose interest if he start if he falls behind in a contest, and it's been a few of Spoon's contests where he's literally just stopped making picks in in week eight or nine just because he was out of the contention at that point and just said fuck it. So his teammates may not take too kindly about that if he does that in this situation. So hopefully the man stones up and makes his picks every week. Uh, it's going to be difficult for him. He's used to pulling shit out of, you know, literally stuff out of assholes and figuratively out of assholes all day long. So coming home and studying picks after doing all that, need some compressing time. Maybe he might not have quite the time to put into this. So hard to say there. Now, although the man is a veteran to sports betting, when he took the Spoonerlick test, his score was less than stellar. Uh, he scored a uh, one 145 or 180 I can't read the writing here but uh, he was playing poker at the time in the sorry for your luck game just like Hawkeye Brad but 
he, he had had a few cocktails, so who knows? Maybe he misread some questions or whatever. That's always a possibility. Uh, I would expect this man to know a little bit more, a little bit better, uh, have a little bit better knowledge of the NFL uh, than he scored, but we'll give him a pass, maybe. Now, one thing that's a very con big concern to us, uh, the man is, you know, 52 years old, still fucking collects trading cards. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's trying to relive his his, uh, his youth or what, but most most people are, most kids are out of that by age 12. So the fact that he's still doing it at 52 makes you kind of wonder what the fuck's going on in this guy's head. So I, I gotta I gotta say, uh, some, maybe he's making some bank on this. I, I don't know, but uh, that's kind of a question to us. Now we're going to move on to the second member of the Sorry for Your Luck team, uh, Y2K or uh, Kenny, whichever one he's known by, uh, or which he goes by either one, I think, but they're both different personalities. Uh, the man is six foot and a half inches, 201 pounds, 6.540 time, graduated on the dean's list from Hamburger University. Dude knows how to make a Big Mac like a motherfucker. He's a 52-year-old stud. Uh, had planned on, on joining a Little League football team uh, when he was young. Motherfucker was kicked in the face uh, like a few weeks before the, the season was about to start. Ruined his dreams, ruined, ruined his hopes of playing uh, any kind of football. Never played after that. Never even played any sports that we know of until wiffle ball after that. So... Uh, We'll see what happens uh, if he can if he can pick up the game again. His best accomplishments: motherfucking can play poker poker for real. Uh, finished 86th out of uh, uh, two twenty thousand and eighty entrants one year in the World Series of Poker. Uh, super impressive there. Uh, also, he's usually a weekly winner in the Sorry for Your Luck poker game, which. Uh, he also manages and does the accounting for, uh, gets all you know, gets all the game time set and everything. So uh, quite quite impressive there. Quite a team player. Respectable score on the Spooner Licks test. Surprisingly, with a 210, uh, he seems to have very limited knowledge of the game of football, uh, from what we were able to determine. But getting a 210, and I, I believe he also took the test while playing in this. Sorry for your luck poker game, so that's pretty impressive that he was able to do that. Y2K is a nice guy and has played uh, played a crucial role in, in the Sorry for Your Luck Wiffle Balls team run of uh, un, uncontested games. Uh, shows that he's a real team player and, you know, maybe, maybe he could possibly uh, balance out Patch and his tilt possibilities, but... Y2K has actually been known to tilt, so if Y2K comes out, there could be some real problems if, if those motherfuckers start butting heads, uh, especially if they both side, side up against the coach. Okay, we're going to go on to the negatives here uh, on Kenny slash Y2K. Uh, now, one, the probably the biggest flag we had is he was on TAI recently. I'm not sure if it was the most recent appearance. But he was on there, and he told how he sits to pee. I mean, 
that, I mean, not only did he tell it, he did that. He was trying to convince other motherfuckers to do the same. And I'm like, man, as a man, that's one of the joys of life. Maybe you stumble into the bathroom in the middle of the night and you use, you just, you just use sonar to, to find the toilet bowl. You know, you pee until you hear water. And I, for that motherfucker to, to, to proclaim this, uh, it really leaves a question in our minds uh, as, a, as our evaluation team. Uh, you know, with with all the talk nowadays, with, with what's a woman, what's what's a birthing, you know, woman, is it a woman, is it a birthing person, all this bullshit. I know back in my day, if you wandered mistakenly, you know, you wandered into a bathroom in, in Disney World, and, and you looked around, and there was nothing but seated toilets in there, you knew you were in the wrong fucking place. And so, and to get the fuck out of Dodge, I mean, it sounds like maybe Y2K or Kenny is maybe pushing, pushing to to have a revolution and shit we may end up with no urinals in men's bathrooms at all i just hate to see that so it kind of makes me wonder and i hate to say this but maybe the man again i hate to say this but maybe the man is is gonna start identifying it as a woman or maybe it already is and just we don't know about it yet another uh, kind of questionable thing is the man seems to be really proficient at applying ass paste or anal lube or whatever the fuck you want to call it and he does so in public uh more or less public uh so gosh man that that, that just screams red flags I, I don't know what's going on with this dude and speaking of bike races the dude also had a real questionable decision there he was on some fucking race uh had to stay overnight somewhere stayed overnight on the route uh ended up staying in a possible future serial killer's room with all these knives and shit who knows, maybe that's what happened. Maybe the dude showed up in the middle of the night and lopped his balls off, and maybe maybe that's why he sits to pee. I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it, just a real questionable decision to put that kind of trust in, in what, you know, in that situation. And as mentioned previously, uh, Kenny, Kenny has a very limited knowledge of, of uh, you know, sports betting, uh, the odds. Uh, he seems to bet on races and shit, F1 and, and whatnot, but uh, football, maybe maybe not his forte. So hopefully Patch is the right man to, to, to show him the ropes and uh, maybe between the two of them they can, they can come up with some decent picks. Now we're going we're gonna, to uh, touch on some positive for, for, the, uh, uh, for the team as, them to, as they uh, pertain to together. Uh, they seem to work well together. That's a huge bonus, especially when trying to make, uh, trying to submit picks for the sorry, sorry for your luck portion of the team. Uh, you know, one's a hothead, the other one's a nice guy. Uh, well, I guess it's two thirds hothead, one one nice, uh, one third nice. Uh, so maybe maybe there can be some balance there, as as we previously mentioned. Both are very proficient at gambling. Uh, money management is a huge key in, in successful gambling, so uh, it doesn't necessarily pertain to this contest as there's no money involved after the original fees are paid. But but knowing that money management and, and how to deal with that is, is pretty crucial in gambling all, the, all together. So uh, their, their skill in that is, uh, could be quite a benefit. Uh, since both are exceptional poker players, being able to spot a bluff when it, when a sports book moves a line falsely, uh, trying to make a, an appearance that the that the big money is coming in on a certain side, uh, maybe these guys will be able to read that bluff, and that that's extremely crucial in a contest like this if you can if you can spot a fake move. Now some of the negatives for the team are are both have been guilty 
uh, even recently, of, of doing too many steam rebuys and really digging themselves a hole in the sorry for your luck poker game. Uh, so in this contest, you go 0 for 5 one week. Uh, hopefully it doesn't put them on tilt to where they lose their head and start trying to do all kinds of weird shit to, to make up for it. You just got to keep your head in, this, in a contest like this and you're, you'll be fine. But it's easy to get tilted when you, when you start falling behind in the standings. As a team, they took real joy, for some reason, in betting against Tom Brady in Super Bowls. We all know how the fuck that turned out, so that, that wasn't good. That wasn't a good move on their part. Uh, you know, maybe they learned from that experience. Who knows? But it's, it's not, a, not a good move. Now, the guys uh, a couple months ago gave, gave Spoon a lock of the year bet in F1. Uh, that bet didn't even come close to cashing. Well, the guy finished second, but it wasn't even a close second. Uh... So the, the trust there, if Spoon and, and them happen to be teamed up on a team, I don't know if he's going to trust anything they say. So that could be critical uh, in making coming to team decisions for which, which picks to submit. The team, sorry for your luck, guys, seem to have a lot of potential. Uh, but there are just too many, too many variables in there for us to give them a good grade. So our, our grade on them is a D+. Plus. Next up, we have Pierced Rugby. Uh, this 6'1", 205-pounder uh, out of the University of DeSantis. 4.640 time. Dude's a real athlete. Uh, he's a rugby player turned NFL handicapper. Has been told, uh, admittedly so, that he pays more attention to football than he does to a family. Uh, Dude almost became the Pete Rose of rugby uh, for betting on his own team. Luckily, nobody really gives a shit about rugby here in the U.S., so he kind of got a, was able to skate on that. But kind of a kind of a sketchy move. So who knows? But any, any handicapper is going to try to get any advantage they can. So maybe that's props to him. Some of his best accomplishments uh, listed here: are scooping two pots two pots in Spoon's uh, Survivor Contest and also hoisted the trophy up in one of Spoon's uh, NFL Pick'em by the Spread contests. Uh, he was a also a perennial contender in the uh, NFL contest that was ran on the, the old Not Iowa uh, TAI version 1 uh, website. Uh, so he's always, he was always in the title, in title contention there. The only real negative we see with this guy is the fact that he lives in Florida and there's always a chance he could be caught up in some Trump-DeSantis feud and get caught in the crossfire and catch a stray bullet. Uh, dude could also be a, a victim of a, an alligator ambush or some bullshit and, and end up being you know, injured in a way that team doctors won't, won't clear him to play. So that could be a real issue there. Our grade on Pierce Rugby is a is a B just due to the possible fact that he could have some rust uh you know sports betting isn't legal in his state so uh maybe he's been placing some action with some illegal bookies but uh, since there are no legal means to place bets there at the moment uh he could have some rust on him since it's been a while since a TAI competition or a spoon competition was taking place uh, my analysts and I believe that this guy could be a real sleeper in the competition and surprise a lot of people. So he may be worth risking a high draft pick on. 
Next up, we have Wooden Spoon. Now, this motherfucker took about half of the resources I had in researching his background. Uh, it's got some clear, clear accolades uh, in sports betting uh, that are to be commended, but, but, motherfucker has some fucking dark shit in his past, and, and even currently, he's kind of in a sketchy situation. So, uh, let me get on to it now. It's this five foot nine and a half, two hundred six pounder uh, college dropout uh, runs a five two forty, so that's somewhat respectable for his age. 52, 50 years old, fifty two years old. Uh, has been betting since the age of five, and even started running football poo pools in the, in the third grade. Uh, bookmaker, he's a, actually a past bookmaker on and off for thirty five years. Uh, Starting when he was 15, so like a junior in high school or some bullshit, uh, even made you know made up and printed his own parlay cards to distribute to his friends and and others. Uh, so that's kind of impressive that he did that at, at, at such a young, starting at such a young age. So he he might know how to how to get inside the mind of a bookmaker and wonder why the fuck the lines are what they are. Tons of experience in competing in the Yahoo contest. Numerous trophies uh, went won, and uh, so he, he's shown shown some prowess there. But it is just Yahoo, so it's not the big time like these circuit like the circuit contest. Uh, he ended up tying last year, last season, uh, in a in a Survivor contest with over two thousand people. Uh, he and two other people tied for the win uh, in week eighteen. So that was pretty impressive that he, he made it all the way through with uh, two other people, uh, especially with how, how wacko last season was. He's, he's won his share of poker tournaments, but overall he's kind of a terrible poker player, so uh, you can't factor any of that in. Dude was actually elected somehow uh, as one of the captains of his high school football team. Uh, they finished second in state. And fourth and fourth, second in state his junior year, fourth in state his senior year. So that's quite impressive. Shows he's a, he's a team guy. Maybe knows how to how to rally a team. Uh, so got some got some good accolades there. He never did pursue a college football career, even though he kind of had dreams of playing in the NFL, even though it was a short motherfucker. Now, one thing we did find kind of impressive about the dude as he built, he invented a product, built, and actually still operates a, a motherfucking business that helps thousands of people per year. So, dude has shown some intelligence, but also shown some very lack of intelligence, which we'll get into a little bit later. Now, speaking of his business, uh, the man did a did a, a rap song for that business and proclaimed it went to number one on the charts. Uh, what he failed to mention is that number one was the number one most deleted song out of a person's library. So, yeah, that can't get any props for that. This motherfucker has, seems to have a real problem. Uh, he has already surpassed one million dollars in wagers for 2023. Uh, what the fuck is he betting on to bet that much money? He's betting like $200 at a time or, you know, occasional, maybe a, two dimes or whatever. But but that's a lot of money to be betting. And the football season hasn't even really even started yet. College football had one week, but, yeah, he w was well over a million before that started. Dude must be doing okay, though, because he's been banned or limited in three of the Las Vegas sports books. 
uh, and he's also been limited in, in some offshore books uh, in the past, limited or banned. So, uh, dude must be doing something right in some in some certain way. Now, on to the negatives, and there are a lot of those, so buckle up. Uh, one of our interviews asked the dude uh, his pronouns, and he, he kind of baffled for a second and, and replied, yes. Well, the interview was like, uh, well, can you please explain that answer? And he's like, well, yeah, I'm pro-noun, I'm pro-verb, I'm pro-adjective, pro-conjunction, whatever the fuck, aren't you? So that was kind of a kind of an, uh, a, a look into that man's mind and, and that he doesn't understand any of this woke stuff that's going on. Dude had a really bad run uh, where he was chasing back in the 1990s, in the mid-1990s. Uh, ended up losing about almost 200 grand in a matter of a, matter of a few months, uh, all on credit card debt. Uh, so he, he kind of thought, well, only way out is to fucking off himself. So he tried to run in front of a semi. Semi just clipped his ass. He ended up in the hospital for 12, 12 uh, days. Ended up with more metal in him than, than most smart cars have. Uh, so... That's kind of a red flag there that maybe he has a problem. Uh, he, he still has uh, maybe a problem chasing and, and making stupid bets. He, for example, he just bet on New Mexico State last week, took him on the money line for like $1,300, and, and of course they lost outright. Uh, so that was a very stupid bet. Uh, I don't think he did very well on that first day of college football, but it's a long season, so hopefully he'll make it back. He did commendably uh, work his ass off to pay that credit card debt off uh, after he, you know, recovered from his, from all that uh, surgery and shit he had to have because of the semi incident. So that's quite a, quite a commendable feat that he he actually paid that off, even though it took him four fucking years of working two jobs and 90 hours a week. So dude has some dedication. Another huge red flag about his decision making, as he thought it was a good idea uh, to to raw dog two Thai hookers. Uh, you know, who who thinks of doing that? I mean, these women have probably been with thousands and thousands of men, and uh, God, man, who knows what shit could they have? And, and, well, at least he thought, he thought enough to, well, he dunked his, his, his penis in a, in a glass of, of Listerine, and, well, I, I don't, as far as we know, he never got an STD, so maybe it worked, uh, you know, he didn't do it on the second one, I don't believe, but, uh, yeah, he, he seems to be clear of any kind of STD, so, uh, Maybe the dude, maybe the dude knew what he was doing, but still a questionable decision nonetheless. Also had a, another uh, brilliant idea, not so brilliant as it turns out, but he he wanted to mold his penis for his for his then wife, uh, and wasn't smart enough to lock the door or something. And his son busted in, found him found him with his penis inside of a. A fucking pasta container. Uh, who knows? That son's probably scarred, scarred for life. He hasn't shown any signs of that, so maybe he's repressed the memory. But man, that was a dumb fucking move by him. I think he was just trying to do something nice for his wife. But fuck. Also, dude, recently, you know, was called to jury duty. Most people are smart enough to get out of that by by answering some questions wrong or whatever. Uh, motherfucker wasn't smart enough to. To answer to, to questions to get out of it, and so he ends up serving on on uh, on the jury for three days and and going through all that bullshit, having to drive to Vegas, Vegas and back uh, every day. So I don't know, questionable, questionable on uh, not being able to come up with an excuse to get out of it. Now this one's uh, quite baffling, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's a positive because maybe it keeps him kind of grounded. But but motherfucker is is shacked up with an old racist, alcoholic Trump supporter lady. Uh, 
and and has found himself, uh, you know, on mop-up duty of mopping up blood and, and snail trails and, and all kinds of bullshit. So, uh, it's it's kind of unclear, but, the you know, our thought is maybe maybe he's really tapping his inner uh, mooch and mofobes and, and trying to steal this lady's life savings by just, you know, buttering up and being nice to her and bullshit. So... Who knows? Maybe, maybe he's pulling the wool over everybody's eyes. Uh, he, he claimed in the, when he, we interviewed him, it was just purely just he was just trying to be a nice guy. She let him have, gave him a nice place to stay. So, uh, I guess the jury's still out on what's going to happen in that situation. But it could possibly keep him keep him out of trouble. Uh, you know, he seems to be locked locked you know down where he can't go out at night because he's worried about this lady falling and hurting herself. So. Uh, that could be a good thing for this man and, and, and help his focus uh, as far as this contest. You know, I recently, uh, you know, as soon as we, we submitted our evaluations to the sports books here in Vegas, uh, I, I posted those the odds that came out that they posted on, on the odds of the overall first round pick of in this in this draft and and the the uh, the odds of of you know the cappers and their and the side pot for this contest uh just between uh, just amongst the TAIers and and this dude went on tilt and started attacking me and I'm like dude we just provide ratings we didn't do the odds but but that kind of made us maybe double think our our rating on him and I actually dropped it a little bit more so uh dude has seems to have a tendency to go on tilt tilt more than patch and patch was 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 the one going in that we thought yeah, that guy could really get some personal foul penalties for his team. But Spoon, man, dude dude went on tilt against me. So I don't hold grudges, but fuck, leave me alone, dude. Maybe the biggest red flag with this guy is he might have made one of the most stupid decisions of his life. Uh, dude was married to one of the most amazing women uh, that, that a man could have. And, you know, he got greedy. Uh, he... <laughs> He, he he decided to start seeking out threesomes. Uh, he, he thought, well, it, it's benefiting both of us, but uh, I think he was just really being greedy, and and you know she took that as a as a slap in the face, and, and she ran for the hills and left him left him holding the bag. So uh, that's just a dumb fucking move by this guy, and it makes you kind of wonder. He, he proclaimed in the interview that he only has half a brain cell and it only works half the time. So clearly, it wasn't working in this situation. Now, dude is kind of kind of like Tommy Dutch in a way, and he he's uh, he thinks a really different about shit. He has all kinds of conspiracy theories and all kinds of bullshit. Uh, kind of, ah, you make kind of wonder if what the hell is going through this mind. He he said, you know, publicly that he he believes maybe he's an alien. So uh, there's could be a lot of truth to that, and who knows how aliens do in contests. But if if Tommy Dutch is any indication, he cashed for quite a bit an amount of money last year. So uh, a spoon is is along those lines. Maybe it's gonna it's gonna do well for him and his team. All in all, Spoon has some uh, real good experience, handicapping, bookmaking, all that stuff. Uh, adds up to a lot of knowledge, but dude just has too many red flags, too many, too many question marks. Uh, we originally gave him a grade of a C, but after his tirade on on the Discord boards, uh, we dropped that to a C minus. So uh, wish the guy luck. Hope he gets his shit together. But 
yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's very questionable. So good luck to the guy. Uh, I don't hold any ill will of him for, for his comments against me, and hopefully he doesn't against me. I'm just doing my job. The next prospect is Johnny Unitas. He's a six foot, 275 pounder out of the University of who knows where. Uh, 40 time. Uh, we were unable to clock the motherfucker because, well, as he was running it, all the stopwatches batteries died, and so. We weren't ever able to get the time when he finally did cl uh, cross the finish line. Uh, he's a really relatively unknown to the TAI community, uh, even though he's you know been a listener and and uh, we weren't able to find any evidence that he actually uh, had any involvement with the show, uh, message boards, etc. Uh, he has competed in uh, in uh, Spoon's uh, handicapping contest a, a few times and performed decently. Uh, he didn't cash any of those contests, contests but uh, he did okay, so uh, some respect there. Dude was respectable, had a respectable score in the Spooderlick test and scored just above Coach Bemo, Bemo with, a, with a score of 225. He was the only person to get that final question right about the amount of players that a team is allowed to dress for each uh, NFL game, but he did miss the pass interference uh, question, uh, so... He, any props that he gets for getting being the only one to get that last question right are wiped out from missing that pass interference question. Dude used to write for a handicapping website uh, called Joe Gun Sports or something. Uh, we were not able to find anything about that website, so his writing must not been a, have been all that compelling for that website to go under. Uh, we did, however, find that cat Joe Gun on a, on. A, uh, capper pro procappers.com uh, we, we were going to try to reach out to the guy for some comment on Johnny Nettis but uh, we, we just ran too short on time and during our investigation process now uh, we're on to the negatives uh, this guy uh, you know apparently thinks he he's he's uh, it makes him knowledgeable about football if he's a fan of the band Nickelback uh, you know a lot of a lot of the you know, possibly some of the players in this contest may not even know what the what the football term Nickelback even refers to, and that might have been a good question on the Spoonerlick test. But, uh, but yeah, he 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 just feels like it it gives him some football credibility to be a fan of that band. People close to this guy that that we were able to inter interview all think he's the Jeff George of handicapping. Uh, they believe the game has passed him by, but he still believes. Uh, and is hoping to eventually, he still believes in himself and is hoping to eventually uh, tap into that once uh, promising potential. Uh, he had flashes of brilliance in the 90s, but still believes he's better than everyone else, no matter what the results show on his handicapping record. Also, according to sources in the know uh, about this guy, say he has a real difficult time in determining his left from his right. Uh, he has to think about it real hard, so uh, I don't know, that makes it sound like maybe he doesn't have any brain power. Uh, I know other people have problems with that and they're absolute geniuses, but uh, I don't know if, if this guy, if that's case case with this guy. Also, according to one of the dude's former roommates, dude could not read a fucking analog clock. Digital clock, he was fine, but put an analog clock in front of him, motherfucker couldn't read it for shit. You know, if you if you put an, a grandfather clock in front of him, he'd be late for every fucking theme because, or or early because he just couldn't read the time. That's a real red red flag to us. I mean, you can't tell time, then that's one of the basic necessities of life. 
Uh, to summarize, Johnny Unitas seems like he has the tools and experience to possibly give his team some good good picks. But as speculator, speculators around him have said, he probably should have hung it up years ago. And so it's hard to give the guy a good grade. Our grade is a B minus for this prospect. Uh, maybe he'll get, maybe he'll show himself and prove himself and and have a comeback of sorts. But but right now, uh, just just not enough there to to prove us otherwise. Now we start getting into the real killers. The next man up is, uh, next prospect up is Rick and Reston. This six foot, 245 pound, 50 year, 54 year old out of the University of Virginia. Uh, this man knows his way around a spreadsheet. Growing up in Pittsburgh during the 70s, sports as a, as, was a, as a way of life was burned into his being from an early age. In Rick's world, the year rotates between three seasons, hockey, baseball, and football. With the NFL, Rick began playing fantasy football so long ago one had to actually go to the newsstand and get a newspaper to see how your team did from the box scores. Online in Yahoo Fantasy, Rick has a lifetime winning percentage of 53.8% uh, with a rating of 738, which is a gold rating, and that's since 19, or 2005. Rick has bet baseball and football nonstop since 2006, he has kept his own NFL power rankings updated weekly since 2007. So that's quite impressive, and that must be a motherfucking spreadsheet right there. Rick's interest in sports and sports betting led him to first discover uh, Coach Bemo on Sam Kooten's My Sports Radio podcast NFL uh, Network NFL team and roundtable shows. He never, <clears throat> he never felt the need to bang the boards, but has always been a, a solid lurker. Uh, in those pre-TAI days. In the early days of podcasting, Rick regularly followed Leroy's Sports Hour radio show uh, podcast hosted by John Kelly, who during the TAI Don Best days had the good sense to interview Tommy Dutch, just Tommy Dutch, with BMO impatiently waiting in the hall with his nose pressed up against the glass like he was uh, in the opening scene of A Christmas Story. During the NFL season, Rick regularly consumes approximately nine hours of gambling-related podcasts a week, and following John Kelly's mantra, listen to everyone, follow no one. Other things to note for this man, he's a real fucking gamer. In the 2010 Wiffle Ball Tournament, he pulled his hammy in the first inning of the very first game, didn't tell a fucking soul until the tournament was over. As a man that is played through that kind of injury i know he had the man hurting and he's probably he was probably hobbled for a couple weeks after that so that shows some real intestinal fortitude uh, that's needed in this contest type of contest uh, so he real props to him although his first appearance in in the on the uh, first version of tai was maybe in the top five of the worst shows that was ever put out by TAI and we could neither confirm nor deny this fact but supposedly that show has actually been used by sleep experts everywhere to cure insomnia that insomnia they they play that shit uh people fall right to sleep but anyway even as bad as that show was it just shows what a gamer Rick is because the next few appearances on the show he was he was spectacular and so that shows a dude can learn from his mistakes 
and press forward. Maybe that first appearance was a little bit of nerves. Who knows? But man came back like with a vengeance and, and put in some real solid performances in the next couple of episodes that he was on. The man really doesn't have too many negative sides other than he may be uh, he may be too much of a computer nerd to, to see the light on some of this stuff. Uh, Maybe too wrapped up in the numbers uh, to, to spot certain uh, flaws in lines or whatever, uh, or, or certain tweaks in lines. So uh, we give this guy a solid A. Uh, you can't lose with, with drafting him. Next up, we have another killer in Table Max. This 5 foot 10, 300, well... Our scale only goes up to 300 pounds, so it's really hard to tell, but he says he's only 300, and we have to take his word for it, I guess. Uh, he's from the University of Parts Unknown. Uh, his 40 time is actually quite impressive because, well, he, he refused to run at first, but somebody whispered in his eye, in his mind that, or in his ear that uh, there was some free cake at the finish line. The motherfucker could run like the wind when when he heard that so he, he actually had a uh, respectable 40 time uh, I actually don't have it written down here I just have it was that it was respectable so uh, posted the best overall spooner lick score at 260 uh, with the with the only two questions missed uh, number of players allowed to dress uh, on a team and uh, and the Patrick Mahomes hangnail uh, question which which had a kind of a questionable answer so that was pretty impressive that he did that just on the limited info that we could get uh dude uh dude hasn't been banned or limited in any of his sports books but sounds like maybe he's getting close uh since he's been a, a winning better for quite some time started wagering at age 13 uh where he was actively trying to middle uh he had two friends that were on opposite sides of the raider raider fan spectrum uh one hated the raiders one one loved the raiders so he could actually get a few points uh middle middle window uh he'd bet with one uh, against the raiders one with the raiders uh and so he he was he, he he would pull stuff like that so that's quite impressive that he was he was already looking for middles at that young age now dude the negatives on this dude uh dude is large and we're not we're talking like maybe Troy Bohunk large, but don't expect him to be funny like Troy Bohunk, like the goat. Uh, he's just not he's just not a funny dude. Uh, he has his sense of humor, but he he's nowhere near Troy Bohunk in the in the funny department. The man is currently en route to Vegas, and when he purchased tickets uh, for the flight, the airlines told him not only did he have to purchase two tickets, he had to purchase three. They said, dude, like. You're so big, you need a seat for yourself, and each of your love, love handles need a seat for you, so you need to buy three seats. In fact, when he lands in, lands in Vegas, they automatically hook him up with a GPS ankle device, and if he gets anywhere within 100 yards of any buffet, the, the clothes sign automatically shoots up on those buffets uh, for damage control so that he is not allowed. So, so he just sees the clothes sign and, and gets frustrated and leaves and, and doesn't, doesn't uh, partake in the buffet and eat him out of their, eat him out of, eat him out of their supply. Dude loves to tell everyone he's got eight inches, eight inches, but he fails to inform them that the eight inches is his vertical, not not his penis size. Dude is so large and, and kind of a health risk that his cardiologist recommends that he watches games on tape delay as to not get too worked up 
uh, from watching said game. I mean, dude believes that any size of pizza is a personal size pizza. So then there's that. Dude definitely has an ego, and it's hard to tell if he's going to be able to integrate into a team setting. Uh, he always thinks his pick is the best, and so you know, time will tell whether whether he's effective in that team setting. One bit of information that really has to be disclosed here is if he is drafted by Team Mophobes, there's a good chance he's got to hold out for a trade because his wife does not like Mophobes at one bit, and so she may ask him to withdraw or, or hold back sex or whatever so that, you know, unless he, you know, switches teams. She does not like mofobes. We forgot to mention that the dude really is a true competitor. He makes sure he's the first in line when McDonald's opens up their lunch menu. His past achievements also include winning the spoon contest two times uh, and always is, was competitive even had a 15-1 week against the spread, which is quite unheard of. Just missed a perfect week by a few points, I believe. In summary, the man may be equally feared by sportsbook and buffet managers alike. The team probably can't go wrong in, in using a high pick to draft this man, and they may have to add to their food bud budget for team meetings and functions, but he, he probably will be well worth, well worth the uh, added expense there. Our grade on him is, a, is an A. Next up, you got KGB. Now this 5'11", 230-pounder from the University of Anti-Wokeism has a sub 10 second 40. He scored very highly on the Spooner Lick test, 240, uh, score of 240, only two misses there. Uh, highly uh, questionable, sharp side question, uh, missed there uh, and also missed the question that most everyone else missed uh, about the uh, how many players that are allowed to dress for an NFL game. Dude is a complete computer and mathematics whiz and has written complex computer programs uh, to run models on a variety of sports. Has been limited at every single one of his books in the state of his home state of Colorado with exception of Circa. So that shows he's a winner. They don't limit just everybody. He gave this as an accomplishment, but I'm not so sure it shouldn't be a negative. Uh, dude, back in 1992, finished fourth out of fifth play out of five teams in his fantasy football league, and that fifth team quit halfway through the season. So that ain't that ain't quite an accomplishment. Probably just throwing that in there for humor, I guess. He and Spoon have very similar past when it comes to their early betting uh, escapades. He also placed his first baseball bat at age five and started running football football uh, pools at age ten. Now on to the negatives. Uh, dude spent the majority of his pre-university years uh, in the state of West Virginia with all the toothless rednecks, and so he's definitely got some red redneck blood in him uh, as the old saying goes you can remove the man from West Virginia but you cannot remove the West Virginia from the man of course rednecks aren't made aren't known for their sports betting but they are made, known for making horrible decisions 
And with that redneck being in his blood, it's a good possibility he could make some bad decisions on his picks and throw some wild shit out there uh, for his team. But if he could stay away from that, that would be a huge benefit because he definitely has a good head on his shoulders as far as wagering. Now, dude uh, recently got back from a trip to Panama. Uh, he hired a local guide there to take him around to some of the local sites. Uh, he took him to a place called Los Congalones uh, or some bullshit. It's a, it's a canyon with a river running through it. Uh, you can jump off the cliff into the river. Uh, well, uh, KGB decided, well, okay, I'll partake in the, in the thing. Well, he's kind of let himself go, so he's getting kind of large. Uh, motherfucker jumped off the cliff into the river. Oh, man. Causes a shit storm of all kinds of activity. Uh, lots of calls going into the nature conservancy. Uh, conservancy uh, about whale spottings in, in the inland in a place where whales have never been seen before. Also, probably the biggest shit storm has happened because of this. Motherfuckers had to close that river down for hours because of his weight and girth. Uh, motherfucker, you know, when he hit the water, almost all the water drained out of that, you know, splashed out of the fucking sides of that river. And they had to wait, you know, close it down for hours to, uh, to let it refill. So, uh, dude, dude needs to maybe hit a salad or two instead of, uh, uh, Krispy Kremes. Overall, uh, KGB is just a solid pick. Uh, he had our number one rating, uh, uh, you know, very close amongst all the killers, but he 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 was just uh, you know just a solid pick. If he can keep that redneck uh, shit from flaring up, uh, he's gonna be a real solid addition to any team, uh, especially with that computer algorithm shit that he he does. That seems to be the way of the future. Uh, I don't know if he incorporates AI into that, but I think a lot of the contestants in this in this contest are probably using AI to to help give him an edge. So our grade for him is an A. Uh, almost border around A+. Plus. Okay, so now on to the final participant in this contest. There has been much speculation as to who this person is. Uh, a lot of people say Tommy Dutch, especially the Sharps. Sharps have been pounding this line. They believe it's Tommy Dutch. If so, motherfucker could really help one of these teams. Uh, some people have speculated that's Grant, as Brant Tobler. Uh, he was also uh, pretty knowledgeable about the sports world uh, and big, big, uh, you know, a lot of big fans of his and TAI community. Uh, but so, drumroll, please. Uh, the last contestant is the lady formerly known as F me with a wooden spoon. Meet Mrs. Thick Johnson. The applause is deafening. All right, so this uh, five foot two, 110 pound blonde, blonde, uh, probably grayish, uh, blonde, blonde grayish bombshell, uh, is knows has some real good knowledge about the game of football. Uh, kind of gained some of that by osmosis from Spoon, but is a is a, has always been a solid competitor in any football contest she's been in. Uh, the thing about women is they tend to be able to overlook any of the bullshit. Men tend to overthink things, and women can just look at a game and decide, okay, I like that color of jersey. Not that she does that, but some women are just able to pick the pick teams by the color of jersey or which one, which mascot they like the best, whatever bullshit. But Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Thick Johnson, uh, she's got a real good head on her on her shoulders about football. Uh, 
she she actually uh, won won a spoon contest at one year uh, and was always up towards the top. So uh, it's uh, she she'll be a real good addition to to any uh, any game. She's a huge Raider fan. Uh, you know, attended a lot of Raider games in Oaktown. Uh, hasn't actually been to one in in uh, in Vegas since they moved here, but. Uh, still a huge Raider fan, follows the Raiders, uh, even has a motherfucking Raider tattoo, so hardcore there. Now, many uh, many people probably remember, uh, mostly remember uh, Mrs. Thick Johnson for her uh, cheerleading outfits and her, her stellar cheerleading at wiffle ball competitions and at Tycons and some of those uh, outfits she used to sport at Tycons. Uh, so that, that's what mainly she's known for, but she really is a killer when it comes to picking football games. She's also a, a great mother. Uh, she rescued her son from the strict confines uh, uh, of, her, of his father's home. Uh, it took her a few years, but she's finally been able to get his head on straight and, uh, and fix the, the fuck-ups that, that uh, her, his father made uh, in, in raising him when he was staying there. Uh, so... That could be a real good benefit if, if uh, you know, maybe some players on her team or participants on her team are struggling with their picks, and uh, maybe she can kind of give some motherly comfort to to some of them and get them back on the right track, and uh, so they don't fall off the rails. Now on to the negatives, and there uh, unfortunately are some negatives here. Uh, although she's still relatively young, this bitch has already broken the hearts of two husbands and has already well on her way to breaking the third possibly one more and she'll match the likes of Pamela Anderson and Gina Davis and husbands and shit at this rate she's even uh, gonna, well on her way to surpassing uh, Elizabeth Taylor or Jaja Gabor in the amount of husbands she gets let's hope not for her her sake and, and anyone involved with her sake but yeah uh, being married that many times at this age is a little bit uh, sketchy. I mean, this hoe has collected more rings than Sonic the Hedgehog. And it appears that she's well on her way to reaching her goal of getting more of a, of a diamond collection than Rihanna. And one, one would think that if you hoe yourself out to the boss, you would be able to move up in the company and, and be, become something more uh, than just a mail carrier, but she banged the boss and still a mail carrier. So something went wrong in that in that contract. Another possible negative is uh, because of this woman's beauty and sex appeal. Uh, it's highly likely if there are any team meetings or functions, uh, the men in attendance there could have huge distractions. Uh, and, and it could even distract the coach. Uh, and so therefore, uh, who knows what could get accomplished at these team meetings, but just something to consider there on, on maybe drafting her. Now, another main uh, real potential negative here, uh, both of the coaches have had uh, sensual and provocative interactions with the young lady. Uh, I mean, Coach Bemo actually retrieved a cherry from between her two luscious breasts. And, and mofobes, uh, I don't know what, what you could describe this as other than a fucking epileptic seizure, but that motherfucker did that in front of and on top of her. Uh, so, dude, 
both of these guys have to have those experiences. They may have been some of the best of their life. They've got to be logged into their spank bank. So if she's on their team, that could create some real issues on, on focusing as a coach. So that's something that needs to be considered here. You know, she seems to she seems to dig men that are in power over her. And so it's a real high likelihood that maybe maybe she seduces the coach uh, in in trying to get re in return to get him to submit just her picks only for for the team submission. And that could be a real issue, but she's got that kind of power and the coach may fall for it. Uh, I could definitely see uh, Coach Mofobes falling for it since he's an unmarried man. Uh, Coach Bimo's married, happily married man, so uh, he, he's less likely to be influenced by that, but who knows? All things considered, uh, Mrs. Thick Johnson is no Tommy Dutch, obviously, handicapping-wise, but if her beauty and her uh, past sexual exploitations uh, can be kind of pushed, those memories can be pushed to the side by these coaches, she could be a real asset to either one of these teams. So our rating uh, is an A- minus on her just because, you know, she knows her football, but there is a little bit of that if maybe she could get in the heads of some of these guys and, and really fuck with her team. Okay, so on now to the men that will lead these teams. First, we have Coach Bimo, age 25, 6'4", what the fuck? Gilbert, what the fuck are these numbers? 4340? Are you fucking serious? That's what he told you? And you fucking believe that? That's like self-reporting. He's not Donald Trump. Can't self-report weight and shit. There's no fucking way that, that dude's man boobs probably weigh 50 pounds each. You're fired, motherfucker. Get out of here, Gilbert. Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, Got to disregard all that information I just gave you because it's clearly not true. Uh, he's a graduate of VF, VFMU, uh, very very funny man. University scored solidly uh, on the Spoonerlick test at a, with a score of 220. Uh, so he has great knowledge of the game, and unlike his adversary on the other side of the field. He actually got the coaching question right. Uh, so that, that's a major plus there. I mean, if you're a coach and you can't even answer the fucking que coaching question right, uh, there's some huge red flags there. Uh, his joking spirit is likely to uh, keep his, his team relaxed and able to focus when the going gets tough, as, they can, as can easily happen in these kind of competitions. Uh, if a team has an 0-5 week or 1-4 week, uh, his lights lightheartedness joking attitude uh may be able to keep them uh keep them on track instead of going on tilt and dude also is not afraid to take a knee uh to to motivate his team uh during some much needed times of guidance which shows great great situational coaching awareness uh although quite a completely different arena uh coach bimo was able to keep T Team TAI, uh, team, team TBI Wiffle Ball team, uh, more or less competitive, uh, even though they were lacking, uh, you know, they had far inferior talent, uh, not a fall of BMOs. Uh, he, he was dealt, he had to uh, coach the hand he was given. Uh, you know, of course, the show host has to be part of the Team TAI, uh, and that's what happened. So uh, he was kind of dealt a raw deal on talent, but... He, he, he managed to keep the team's uh, team somewhat competitive. 
The man is, is very well known for his clever and unique phrases that he conjures up. Uh, but he, he's probably most known for his uh, clever term, soft batching. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into what that is, but, uh, you know, it's quite a kind of a vulgar term. Uh, anyway, you know, he, he is uh, likely to coin similar phrases when addressing his team and, and likely to keep them laughing. And, and you know what they say, a team that laughs together wins together. So he's got real skills when it comes to that. As far as wagering experience, we couldn't find any any uh, evidence of any trophies or awards he's won in this area. Uh, seems like he did okay on the uh, not Iowa board competition that was ran, uh, but he definitely knows his way to the window or kiosk. Uh, even if even if uh, it's just to place a bet and not so much to cash tickets, but he knows his way there, which is uh, you know one of the first steps in the, in sports wagering, obviously. Now on to the negatives. Uh, you know, it's highly possible that Coach Bimo could shart in front of his team uh, at any given moment during the competition, uh, as he's been known to do in other high-pressure situations like the day of his first first day in the job of a new job. Uh, this could leave his team without a coach, uh, without a leader, uh, and a foul smell on top of it uh, as he goes and searches for a new set of drawers. Um, Hopefully, you know, BMO will learn from that experience that he had with his first job, uh, and he's got a extra pair or two of drawers packed away uh, that he carries along with some baby wipes to help clean up the mess. Uh, that way his team wouldn't be leave, left stranded. You know, as, as mentioned before, Coach BMO is always cracking wise. Uh, he's always looking for humor in every, in every uh, situation. Uh, but as previously mentioned, uh, also, this could be uh, a negative uh, if he cracks wise on the wrong, wrong person uh, under his direction. Uh, they may take it personally and it could, you know, cause all kinds of rifts there. And so he might, he might want to consider on who he's joking, uh, joking on, uh, cracking wise on. In summary, Coach Bebo should serve as a solid team leader and, and pick a uh, contributor for his team. His reluctance to have to leave his house, however, to attend uh, any team building events, uh, etc., could possibly leave his team without uh, the team unity to required to uh, to compete for the title. Uh, our feeling is BMO does have it what it takes. Uh, motherfucker actually did co coach against Frank Thomas, uh, so that's you know he 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 witnessed firsthand what it takes to be a great coach. So BMO has has what it takes. Can he put it together and direct this team to a title or at least some kind of title contention? Uh, the question is still up in the air, but he, in our minds, is the best coach of the two. All right, where do we start? On to Coach Mofobes. Graduated at Cal Berkeley uh, with a degree, a master's degree in mooching, uh, I mean, a degree in history. Uh, positives, although this, uh, he's never cashed, uh, and it's unclear if ever if his entries have ever even finished above 50% for the season. Uh, Coach Mofobes has been part of entries in either the Super Contest or Circuit Million Contest in each of the past eight seasons. So he does know the ropes on how the contest works, maybe knows the proper strategies and whatnot uh, on how to approach these contests. Uh, he's also been a yearly participant in Yahoo Fantasy Football Leagues and even claimed the title a few of those years, uh, displaying stellar general manager uh, skills whilst cap capturing those titles. Uh, 
Although not having the best results recently in the Sorry for Your Luck poker games he's participated in, uh, Coach Bofobes actually cashed for an undisclosed amount in a $1,500 World Series event, uh, poker event, uh, in June of 2010, uh, finishing 223rd out of 3,100 entrants. Uh, also won a limit holding him event in 2006 at the Oaks Club. Uh, his greatest lifetime achievement, however, may be, uh, is, is most likely, uh, he was a, a winner of Candyland for a Grand, uh, displaying true true uh, skills in his card drawing uh, in that game uh, with impeccable impeccable reaching skills uh, and, and showed a little bit of luck there now uh, on to the negatives and there's so many but we we can only touch on a few here uh, because we're running short on time uh, now the main negative is the dude could get extremely distracted uh, should he elect to draft Mrs. Thick Johnson, uh, as that puts him in a position of uh, as being her superior, uh, it's hard to believe that he wouldn't use that that position of power uh, to to possibly uh, make her either give him a lap dance or or make her let him perform another uh, seizure uh, type lap dance uh, on her. So uh, so definitely some uh, questions to be answered there. Uh, now, one of the negatives here is uh, Coach Mofobes has also been known to uh, partake in a bump of bump of coke or two, uh, in which point he becomes way more annoying than Dylan Mulvaney videos could ever be dream of being. Uh, he is an annoying motherfucker. Uh, dude's, dude ends up sleeping in closets and running it all over. Uh, and his team best hope that he, he never comes across another horn because that motherfucker, he will blow that motherfucker until your ears bleed. So uh, hopefully if he does come across one, uh, it's one of his team reaches up and grabs that motherfucker and snaps it in half just like uh, someone did at Tycon a few years, you know, uh, 10 years ago or so, whatever, whenever that was, and threw it off the balcony. You know, another negative for uh, for Coach Mofobe's team is he's most likely going to expect to be showered with gifts and comps just for the privilege of being on his team. So his team better look out for that and, and have a comeback for that if he asks for that kind of shit because... He's obviously a master at mooching, and he's gonna. I think he's really gonna expect that from his team, so they better watch out. Now, on to the Spoonerleck score. Mofobes, uh, his score wasn't very good, and I will just say this: uh, I kind of wondered after viewing that score and some of the questions he missed if he really even knows football. Uh, he claims to go to every Raider fan, Raider game, but. Apparently he's so drunk he doesn't even pay attention to the game because he missed some real fucking easy questions. In fact, the coaching question uh, that was posed in that test, he missed that and missed it badly. I mean, the, the, the answer he gave was was probably the third or fourth choice. So uh, there's a real question about this guy's knowledge of the game. And, you know, that causes some real problems. Uh, you know, when you've got guys underneath you that really know the game and, and, and they're like, who the fuck is, is my coach? I should be coaching this team. And I can definitely see the sorry for your luck motherfuckers uh, getting on that bandwagon uh, to oust this motherfucker. And that's why I believe the, the odds posted for a mutiny against Team Phobes if uh, against coach Phobes if the if the sorry for your luck uh, 
team was drafted by him it was like a minus 1000 so that's that's pretty heavy odds that 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 you know that the sharps are expecting a mutiny if if he drafts them so he may want to stay away from those guys but who knows our grade on uh, coach mofobes you know he, he's got some potential there but i'm not so sure uh, that he'll have a clear mind uh, you know, uh, after partaking in a lot of mooching, you know, uh, you know, he's, he's bound to do that as people come and go from Vegas. Uh, I'm going to be showering him with the mooch mooching. Uh, so whether he'll have the, the time to put in for his team is a big question mark. Uh, we give him a C minus grade for his coaching. Now I want to thank you all for, for listening to my bullshit rants here uh and and hopefully you've got some valuable information and and more importantly hopefully the coaches got some good information from this from these reports we did we put a lot of work into them uh they were they were kind of pre presented in a shitty way uh you know it was kind of a cram job uh our team was up all fucking night cramming uh you know we tend to be procrastinators and we let we put this out to the last minute uh so hopefully uh you know like I said, we'll be very interested to see how, how things play out and how, how accurate our grades are. We always we always like to double-check our work uh, and follow the players throughout the season. So, uh, anyway, it's been a pleasure, and, and thank you all. And good luck to the TAI teams. I hope they both cash, because I'll even get more of a paycheck if so, because I'm, I'm incentive-based on my paycheck on this, on this appearance.